Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast, less than a week out from the start of what promises to be a blockbuster post-season. The Perth Wildcats are, of course, the top seed, and we're thrilled to welcome in the top player from the Cats today in Bryce Cotton. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West, the man alongside me every week, three-time NBL champ, Perth Wildcats vice-captain, and a man entering the final playoff series of a distinguished career, Mr. Greg High. How are you, Greg? Well, offended. Um, you said the top player, and then... <laughs> It was followed by Bryce Connor, which I understandably, uh, obviously, there was a lot of excitement in the air. You put out a tweet. You, yeah. I think this is the most excited you've ever been. It was the um, record for most number of fan responses for questions exactly. for the podcast. People yep. were asking for two-hour shows. I was like, do you realise Bryce doesn't have two hours? Um, but, yeah, no, there was... Uh, my phone blew up. Notifications yeah, were turned yeah, off yeah. because there was a lot of questions regarding Bryce, um, which is fine. I understand he's popular, but... As being a co-host for more than two seasons, uh, I appreciate you maybe telling me I'm uh, <laughs> the top player. But hey, potato, potato, it's all good. All right, we'll, we'll bring him in because we do have a lot of questions to get through. As I mentioned, he is Bryce Cotton. He's the MVP of last season. He's a grand final MVP. He's a scoring champion from this year. He's given us highlight dunks. He's given us probably more four-point plays than we've ever seen in an NBL season. Bryce, congrats on a stellar season and, and welcome to the pod. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. What's um? Tell us about this season for you. You you seem like we sort of spoke about this on the pod a week or two ago. You seem like you've shown as much emotion as, as we've seen you show in your time in Perth this season. It, it looks like you're just having a hell of a good time out there when you're playing. Is that is this the most fun you've had uh, since you've been in the NBL this season? Um, I mean, I enjoy it every year, but I think uh, just considering the ups and downs that we've had this season Mm -hmm. and how many times we've been counted out and we've answered the bell every time our back is against the ropes, it just feels that much sweeter. And obviously with um, Greg announcing his news towards the latter part of the season, um, you already play with as much motivation as you can, but knowing that this is Greg's last go around, it makes it you know, that much more of a reason to make sure you want to go out with a bang this year. So it's, uh, what kind of motivator was that announcement for the for the playing group when Greg made that call? He's obviously a, a heart and soul guy at the club. What, what was the playing sort of reaction to that? Uh, I mean, I was taken aback. I definitely didn't expect it. Uh, my phone must have been broke. Uh, that he didn't text me the news before the big press conference. But, you know, we can talk about that off the air. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Um this is my third season and every year a teammate has retired so um, it just really surprised me that Greg was the one but you know he's doing what's best for him and hopefully we can send him off right this year with a nice uh, going away ring. To give you a little bit of uh, insight there's been a few times of uh, when Shawnee retired it actually took me by a little bit of shock and uh I think maybe last season, or even this year, early in the piece, I stood up and I wanted to vent my frustrations. And um, oh, like I, the first eyes I caught up with were, were Bryce, and he thought I was retiring. Like he actually was like, "What's going on here?" And I was just basically telling like the guys we need to pull our finger out. And then afterwards, I said to him, "Did you think I was retiring?" He's like, "No, that's definitely exactly what I was thinking about retiring." So I felt a bit bad that I didn't tell my uh, the closest guys. I'm, I'm extremely close with Bryce, but. Um, 
I mean, he doesn't really, I, I, I don't know which avenue I need to respond to Bryce because I've got his text. Sometimes he won't write back to me. I Instagram him. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Definitely not true. Some of these kids have Snapchat these days. I don't know what <laughs> this Snapchat you speak of. So unfortunately, I can't send that. But um, otherwise, I mean, maybe I'll have to write a message in the sky um, <laughs> and Bryce will respond that way. So, so are, you, are you a bit jealous? Are you a bit jealous of the relationship that Bryce, you'd seem to have a bit of a bromance with Reese vague going on you guys seem like you're, you're pretty tight are you a bit jealous of that great i mean what of course i'm trying to uh, drive a wedge in their uh <laughs> in their relationship right now it's not even a bromance it's yeah like a uh, like love uh, <laughs> relationship i mean and each their own i mean it happens uh in recent times i actually think uh reese is uh, a bit upset because tarico's coming into the mold okay i've for the better part of the season, I actually thought uh, Tariko only spoke, like his sentences were major- maximum of five words. Um, but I've seen Bryce and him have some pretty like meaningful and deep conversations. Like, so I'm I'm all about it. Um, they obviously Bryce is up, I think maybe sixty to two in NBA two K against <laughs> against Tariko. I was going to mention that yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, what we're seeing though is a little bit of Reese just. You know, knocking on the window, <laughs> like, let me in, <laughs> remember me. Does, does uh, Reese get the NBA 2K invite for us, or is it just you and T? N- nah, it's just, it's just me and T with that one. He's he's more of a Fortnite player, yeah. I think. Okay, okay. Young and fellas. You yeah, 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 there's young yeah. kids. There's yeah. different generation. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it, why does T keep playing you if you had like 60 and 2 against him? Or is um, it not quite that imbalanced? Uh, it's not that quite imbalanced, but there's a big gap okay. between me yeah. and him. But uh, I don't know. I guess he's uh, hoping his his big break's going to come around. But <laughs> okay. uh, I keep giving him false hope. I guess. So do you give him a, an advantage? Do you give him Golden State and then you you take you know? See, that's what happens. So or? we'll tend to pick uh, three random teams. All you do is press square, okay. and then it'll randomly give you a team. Yeah. And out of the three teams, you pick your best one. Usually, when he gets his wins, he magically gets the Warriors every single time. So that's what's kind of keeping his, him afloat right now. Or his now. sliders are turned completely up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if so. I go to get some snacks or something, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden he starts making everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about this season compared to last, Bryce. You guys are the top seed. As I said, it's it's obviously been really tight. But from a, a personal point of view and from a, a team point of view, what what do you think has changed? Um, I know you've got some new faces, obviously, but what, why do you think you look like you're better positioned this year to win a title as opposed to, to being the three seed last year? Um, mainly, I would say just the adversity we face. You know, so many guys have been hurt throughout this year, and uh, we almost, in a sense, seemed like we played some of our best basketball when guys were banged up. Mm. And um, I think everybody just locks in, and I think our ability to do that um, consistently throughout this year lets us know if we can do this when we're not at full strength, you know, when guys are starting to get healthy again, the sky's the limit. But, um, and especially with the way we ended the last, I want to say, six games or so of the season, we've been gelling really well. The last game didn't end the way we wanted, but our chemistry is at its highest peak, and that's what you want heading into the playoffs. Um, there's been a consistent theme on this pod uh, this year and, and in previous years that is a Greg life theory, which is basically Bryce Cotton's good at everything. He's not bad at anything. Can you, can you name it? No. Can, can, can you tell it? Is, first of all, is that true? And secondly, what, what are you not good at for responding the people out there? <laughs> Other than responding to Greg's messages. What, 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 is, what are some of your weaknesses in life? Because you seem to have a hell of a lot of strengths. 
Um, I'm not the best driver in the okay. world. That's uh, that's probably an insider Greg knows about. He has a theory. He thinks I don't actually <laughs> drive. And uh, coincidentally, whenever I've seen him around town or something like that, I'm never actually driving. So, Did, did you drive okay. here today? I actually did, but okay. Greg wasn't around to see no, it. So, and I won't. I'm going to run out there like as soon as we're done. I'm yeah. running out of the studio. So and I make sure it's happening. The story behind that is... Uh, Jared Kenny, love the guy, absolute deaf, yeah. uh, and a very close friend of ours. <laughs> we used to drive, he like was living around the corner, and a, a little remark, he just goes, can you believe Bryce drives? And I was like, what? And, uh, what do you mean? Of course he drives. And I was like, no, nah, he's a tiny guy, and I've never <laughs> seen him in a car. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Bryce has a, you know, like a, a, a bit bigger car, and yeah, if each your own, like you see just the... It, He's dwarfed in his car. Like his so was JK <laughs> suggesting your foot couldn't reach the, well, the pedals? Yeah, or he's employed a driver. And <laughs> each to his own, I've never seen Bryce driving. And there's been a few times, like, I look and I just see this white Mazda CRFE just driving. <laughs> I don't know who's behind it. And I'm like, nah, maybe Jared Kenny was right. So, hey. But that is, uh, I'm not going to say it, but it, it, there's been a few dings and scratches. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a horrible driver. That's a, that's a knowing laugh from Bryce right there. That's not a denial laugh. That's a knowing I laugh. I can't confirm or deny. How about that? <laughs> For someone who's so good at driving through traffic on the court, kind of ironic that uh, driving is a weakness in real life. Hey, um, with all the Twitter questions that we put out, the, the most popular response to the questions that people wanted us to ask you was when is Bryce going to get his Australian citizenship and become a local eye? Is that anything that interests you in the future, Bryce? Is there any sort of interest in you becoming an Australian citizen or do you love the motherland too much? I mean, I haven't thought about it much, but um, obviously it's not something that I would rule out. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm Australian. And as me and Greg say, you know, beliefs have to battle. So I'm halfway there yeah. so far. Okay. Maybe we can make it a real thing uh, somewhere in the future. That's that's exciting for fans. <laughs> um, have, have the guys been giving you a bit of Australian over the past two and a bit years? Have they got you onto Vegemite? Have you got the slang sayings kind of down? Oh, I have the slang down, Pat. Uh, What's your favourite one? <laughs> uh, there, there's a few, but... Do you say g'day? Yeah, it depends. Like, a lot of times I'll just be sarcastic with people that don't really know I know the slang. Okay. Like, I don't do it with them. I'll do it with random Australians. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and I see how like they react? Yeah. Is, and is they also, don't. He, I mean, uh, <laughs> he goes out on the boat in Mandra on the weekends more than, like, I've, I've been on the boat in, like, six years. He goes crabbing. I mean, he... Mate, if you want to see a guy like picking up crabs, I mean, this guy is as Aussie as you get. Like, I could teach like, you too if you like. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about things that he's good at, everything. But um, <laughs> no, um, but there's one thing he stays away from. He doesn't eat kangaroo. We've tried to to give him to him a few times. Last year, this is actually the unfortunate fault. Bryce is a fake vegetarian. <laughs> okay. So for the majority of the... Expand on that. The majority of the year, he was a vegetarian for like the whole season, except he like liked calamari. And then basically, 
like the floodgates open. We're on a road trip. He had calamari, and next thing I know, like <laughs> chicken wings, <laughs> like it's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to my defense, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had told Brett, our cook, our chef. Yep. I said I'm no longer vegetarian. I'm going back to eating chicken. Okay. But I didn't make it a public announcement to the whole team, <laughs> so it just ended up as a surprise. But and yeah. then yeah, like you're sitting in the lobby and Uber Eats coming, and there's just like. <laughs> Pancake, like waffle chicken, like there's oh, just wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, what do you mean, mate? Like, <laughs> well, there's no stereotypes. I just, I saw it. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> waffle chicken, that is crazy. Let, let's not go Ro- there. Roscoe's. Let's, let's, let's not even touch that. Oh, my friend Jamal was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move this on. <laughs> speaking speaking of the homeland, Bryce, another sort of theme in the questions was your, your NBA dream in terms of getting back there one day. Does that still burn bright for you? Is that something that you, you look at once the off-season comes up? I know you're not focused on it now, but once the off-season comes up, how much of that is still a dream for you? I mean, yeah, definitely. If that opportunity ever, ever arises, of course, you know, I'm the first thing back there, but... Um, all I can do is control um, how I play where I'm at, and obviously I love where I'm at, and uh, we're in a great position right now to do some great things. So, you know, if that day never comes back again, I'm more than happy to be here, and I won't lose sleep over it. If if you want to know a journey, and, and uh, this will be this would be an actual podcast show, um, Bryce's journey in ter- terms of how he became a Walker player, but how he got his NBA. Uh, journey started and making the most of your opportunities and we always talk about this is one of the more remarkable um, things I've ever heard um, like I, we, we got told before a preseason game I think and there would have been mm-hmm. literally like five or six guys sitting there for 15 minutes just listening to this like oh, I can't believe I can't wait for what is next but and crazy as well some of the the way basketball world is like how things were connected people had videos of Bryce working out with like a, like a ball handler sort mm-hmm. of skills trainer and still had the same clips like for maybe was it Clint Steindor or something yeah, Clint. yeah. Mm-hmm. still had clips like it brought up a guy that Bryce had worked out with six or seven years ago um, that was like Bryce's guy and it just everything sort of connected but if anyone and obviously don't take up too much of Bryce's time but it is literally one of the more remarkable stories about um, guys getting hurt Bryce just finding a way to get in there and always being ready to make the most mm. of an opportunity and talk about a guy with perseverance it's absolutely yeah, sensational yeah. Can, you, can you give us a really short version of it Bryce is it just in terms of frustrations with being cut getting an opportunity how, how tough is that process <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's very tough, but if I'm doing a long story short, um, basically the college that I got a scholarship to, their best player had gotten kicked out for whatever things that he did to violate team rules or whatever. So this is at Providence? Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is. Didn't um, have any offers at that time. I graduated yeah. high school with no Division One or Division Two offers. Yeah, um, they had randomly saw me on some <clears throat> like Arizona Preps website, and I had a very good GPA. So they, I don't think they were looking at me to help wow. the actual team. Okay. They wanted me to boost the team GPA. Sure. And uh, one thing led to another, and it seemed like a player continued to get hurt every year um, in my position and every year they got hurt it opened up an opportunity for me and every season got better and better and better and before you know it it opened up doors to where I ended up playing in the NBA and then 
you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, long story short, I, a lot of things had to go right for me yeah. to get here, but they did, and so very blessed. I noticed you got the the keep the faith tattoo. How much of of that is to do with that kind of thing, being persistent and and you know keeping that belief uh it means absolutely everything um you know me and greg have have a little insider joke that believes half the battle and even though it's a joke you know I, I definitely do mean it i do believe when you work for things and you know you constantly visualize or believe something's going to work out somehow some way um i think somehow strings just magically get pulled and um, sometimes they tend to work out in your favor We'll rip into a few more of these Twitter questions because I'm basically just turning this episode over to the fans. There were so many. This one's from Jessica Sander, who I think might have been doing a bit of Instagram stalking. Has Damo found the perfect Maylands house <laughs> for Bryce so he can settle permanently? Is that is Maylands a spot that you'd like to look at? It's a nice spot. Yeah, Damo, uh, <laughs> Damo hasn't gotten back to me on that one okay. yet, but Maylands is the perfect spot for me. So if anybody knows a great area over there, they should definitely let Damo close know. Close to the city, close to the river... Nice uh, little cafes down there. I mean, everything. They, they have the best food. Uh, from what I hear, it's a great neighborhood, great <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Is, da- is Damo going to hook you guys up with some of these real estate deals? Uh, have you guys uh, been on his case about this or what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's two things I'm sure of Damo. He hates his family because he's never, <laughs> never at home. <laughs> um, and the other, he's got about 12 other jobs as well as being a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, professional basketball, the last of those ones. So, um, yeah, hopefully he returns that phone calls um, <laughs> you know he's, he's also he used to sell water seven steps yeah, yeah, you system. That, yeah. <laughs> so wow. uh, hopefully in due time he can he's offering he's actually looking for Nick and Mitch a house at the current time so is he we'll really see, yeah uh, and so will they get a discount is that a well he's yeah needs to well he's selling homes so he needs to yeah, I don't know how he'll do it he'll find a way it's Damien Martin <laughs> yeah that's know. true just <laughs> flash the smile and, and make it happen um, this question comes from one of our favourites Nick Tan instead of growing playoff beards would Bryce prefer the team to do playoff cornrows instead <laughs> um, I would like Greg to do it nobody else just Greg I reckon I could get one straight down the or middle. maybe if Greg can grow out a mullet because I heard he had a sick one growing up in his childhood. Maybe we, he should bring that We've back. all seen the Greg Mullet childhood photo. Right. Yeah. There, was, there was a push from Damo to bring it back, I think, yeah. last year or the year before. If you maybe can guarantee me a championship and an MVP, I'll consider going to <laughs> Mullet for post-season celebrations. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, I love it. Love it. Um, are you guys doing the beards again? Do we know? We are, yeah, okay. yeah. We And unfortunately... Usually we say this to like uh, Bryce and stuff, but then somehow their hair just never magically grows in, <laughs> <laughs> in two weeks. So I don't know; it's weird. But uh, everyone else they'll they'll lock in. But okay, sort of stitch- lock yeah, in. he's been locked in for the last nine months. Um, <laughs> it's a stitch up though because we knew as soon as the last regular season game's done, like you're locked in, mm-hmm. and so basically, and the change rooms as soon as Trev got done, we're like, all right, guys, uh, razors away. Um, unfortunately, locked. In. So guys weren't too chuffed because, I mean, some guys like Gus had already had three weeks growth and stuff like that. So I don't mind because I'm lazy. So um, and I'm not really an attractive human being. Um, so <laughs> I'm happy to just... <laughs> Yeah, put filth on my, on my face, so it's all good. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole idea behind the playoff beards is the longer it lasts, exactly it might right. be frustrating, but it's it's better news yeah. for the team. So, fingers crossed. Um, this one from Chantel Tom for Bryce: What fires you up more, a four point play or a big dunk? 
There's, you've had oh, a, what? a four point play when you get Fauci in the three and uh-huh. they have the extra free throw or a big dunk. Oh, a big what dunk. Do you, what, what gets you fired up more? Um, <laughs> I would say I would say probably a four point play just because uh, I tend, tend to hear the crowd a little bit more on those yep. three point plays and uh, they usually happen around like pretty big parts of the game mm-hmm. so I definitely feed off uh, the energy of the crowd for sure. Are you surprised that you you keep being able to draw it? We're not trying to jinx you to not draw them but are you surprised that at how you seem to draw sort of one a game? Is Does that surprise you that defenders continue to keep getting right up in your space? Um, I mean not to give away my secrets but you know, I just the way I shoot Stop. it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of it's it, 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 it is sort of natural lot. with your shooting mechanics right? Yeah we'll put it that way long story <laughs> short yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about it after the season after you retire from a bench point of view what fires you what gets you up off your seat more a, a four point player yeah from nah, or four point player I think I mean uh yeah, dunk is is good, but I've never experienced uh, either of those. So um, four point play, yeah, because it's always in that uh, moment, and plus it it gives you that time where he hits the three, and then he's got uh, the time to sort of show his emotion, whether yeah, that's yeah. to talk to someone on the side, or <laughs> usually there's a huddle and you see Bryce uh, caught up in the moment. Um, whereas a dunk. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you, you're running you're straight back, back to the next possession. Right. So I think you yeah. can sort of uh, embrace um, the crowd a little bit more, and it manufactures a little bit of that emotion, which I think everyone always yeah loves. Yeah, Bryce, the the, the fans have loved the moments <coughs> with you, particularly this season, as I say, showing that emotion. You know, mm-hmm. calling out homicide and and sort of yelling out, "This is my house." Do you when you sort of look back at that being used in highlight clips or or whatever? Do you? Are you a little bit embarrassed? Do you embrace it and say, yeah, I want everyone to know this is my house? Like, what? what's the mindset? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's funny to me, uh, especially earlier in the year, everybody would make such a big deal yeah. when I would show emotions. And um, normally, that's just how I am. Uh, when I came to Australia, though, for whatever reason, I never really showed it the last two seasons. Um, but this is more so my normal basketball court personality so it's just funny to see everybody make a big deal about it because I think this is this is normally who I've been pretty yeah. much my whole basketball career does it does that sort of say that you're feeling more at home now you obviously got the the multi-year deal you know you're going to be here for a, a little while unless the NBA comes calling it, it, does that sort of say hey you're more comfortable not that you weren't comfortable in the environment mm-hmm. but does it feel more like home yeah definitely um with every season you know I get more and more comfortable um and I think last year was a big growth for me because my first year out here I was here for maybe 14 or 15 games last year was my first full season and you know after I got that under my belt and signing the long-term contract now it's just like okay this is this definitely feels like home away from home for sure if it didn't already so yeah um I've got a question here about the awards night. I might direct this one at you, Gregor, <laughs> oh. from Harpy. What what were the other players saying at the NBL Awards when about Bogut and the fact that he didn't get up and, and give a speech? So this is when he won the yeah. Defensive Player of the Year award. He sent his teammate Dane Pinnell up there, cracked a few gags. There was a mixed reaction, shall we say, on Twitter. What Did you guys sort of understand what was going on and what was kind of the, the read oh, of the I room? Was, I was super confused at the time. Um, yeah, like... I mean, each to your own, um, and you know, as he's even said post awards, like he's he didn't think it really is a big deal, and it really isn't a big deal in retrospect. But for me, 
Um, like I, I look at an award like that. I look at the repercussions of that. It was uh, it made headlines the the next day. You know, in media, like journo's were writing about it. Like so, what had happened and what had transpired from a speech had actually overshadowed the actual award ceremony. And I don't think that's the thing that you should be proud about. Mm. Um, irrespective of how you feel about the award um you know i would have not done it i mean um i think it's a fantastic achievement to to get um let alone you know damon's won it six years in a row and wasn't even a finalist i thought he could have handled it in a, in a better manner um we all know bogues is a you know uh a personality that likes to sort of mix it up and stuff like that but I think from a from a league standpoint and how we're trying to grow and seem deemed as being professional professional um, I felt like we could have done it in, an, in a much better way now don't get me wrong yeah it was hilarious and did I enjoy it yeah of course like you had to have a chuckle but I do think um, it could have been I, I would have handled it in a, in a much different manner um, and yeah it's it's an interesting sort of case to talk about yeah um, another one that I heard were you, were you guys the only table who wasn't drinking alcohol at the awards night Is yeah I, I didn't I wasn't aware of that like I definitely saw other teams and stuff like that um, having a, a cleansing ale but yeah, um, yeah I, Trev had sort of mentioned it on radio and then it sort of got uh, caught some ways but I mean that's the that's the team it's always been sort of a thing we've we've had a few years ago like um, it can be the difference of one or two percent and um, you know in previous years uh, we've we had to do it a little bit earlier this year but we've asked um, players always to to do a sacrifice or a, com- a commitment heading into the playoffs and around that time just for that extra advantage whether that's to do 10 or 20 minutes extra stretching go watch extra film like guys are always professional they get shots up you, you never deny that but what is something that you can add to your, your you know um your regime to you know for this next three or four weeks to be able to win a championship so you know, it's a bit different, but um, yeah, it was um, it was something that I didn't go. Oh, sweet, we're going to win because we're not <laughs> drinking. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, I think you know, it just it's, that's the standards of the club. We've always been like that. We always have different values in most organisations. Yeah. And and Bryce, as far as as being edged out for MVP, Andrew Bogart was a, a worthy winner, and I know you've you've said that. Does it? Does being edged out just give you a little bit of extra motivation heading into the playoffs? Does it give you a little bit of the chip on the shoulder? What's the the mindset there? No, I don't think so, just because everything is about the championship. And, you know, with that night, it's a great night just to get away from the game and, you know, everybody gets to reflect back on how crazy the season has been, not just for your own team, but for everybody. Um, And the awards were the awards, but once the playoffs come, you know, none of that other stuff matters. And right now we're exactly where we want to be. You know, we finished top of the ladder, and considering all the things that we (laughs) went through, Mm. Um, nobody would have expected us to be there probably except us and um, you know I think that's the most important thing so uh, I don't think uh, that's anything else anything else we need to be worried about yeah Um, and another question from Connor for Bryce does the home crowd have much of an influence on your game what does playing in front of 13,000 people who are cheering for you do I mean it's amazing considering the majority of the the league they don't they don't have that for their home games. Yeah. Um but it it's big time and you know it's it's a lot of uh I guess it's a privilege I guess you could say to play in front of those fans. But um even though we appreciate their support, you know, it's definitely our job as players to continue to give them something to cheer about and you know this is a great uh 
club who's had a, an amazing winning history and with us we just want to make sure we continue to keep that going long after we're done playing but in order for us to do that we got to take care of right here and right now yeah how, how does the Wildcats fan base compare to other places that you've played um back in the states and and all the rest of it how does their passion and and getting around you compare to to that um, I would say it's probably second to none. You know, when you walk in, in that arena and you see red everywhere and, you know, the majority of the time, whether we're up 20 or down 20, you know, they're cheering us on. And, you know, we may not have a chance to, you know, thank all the fans all the time for that. But those are things that we take note of. And, you know, that feels good to know that these people are going to have your back, win, lose or draw. And I think that goes a long way um, for, for us all. Um, Greg, tell us about Brisbane. Obviously, a, a mm. massive semi-final series coming up, starting on Thursday at home, and then it goes really quickly from there. Saturday yeah. in Brisbane, and potentially Monday if there's a game three back at home. Um, you guys have had some tough battles this season. It looks like a good matchup on paper. What do you What do you sort of make of them? Yeah, look, I think uh, the most potent three-point shooting team, and especially the way that uh, basketball has shifted um, in playing styles over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, they've obviously yeah shifted along with that um but for us obviously come playoff time it's i mean and it's what's more important is buying into those defensive schemes and that's what's happened in the last six or seven weeks once we lost that adelaide game we sort of um really bought into whatever the game plan is defensively um yeah whether they drop 20 points in the first four minutes we need to stick with it and, and it's been proven successful so again yeah we're gonna have to really focus on them um lamar patterson's an absolute superstar um you know it'll be a very good matchup uh both for him and t um and obviously i'll have a job with him as well but um yeah look split two two and two and we haven't played them i think we were done with them very early in the piece so um which will be nice because we've been playing all these teams that will be featuring the playoffs you know melbourne sydney and even adelaide at that time and um so yeah it'll be yeah very interesting matchup they've obviously haven't been in the playoffs um so that crowd and that town will be buzzing um this is the first time brisbane you know back-to-back wooden spoons in our finals so yeah hopefully we can do a job uh here on thursday and and ideally for you know old bodies like me we can get the job done in two but um yeah we know it's going to be a very challenging matchup for sure speaking of the old body how's the uh how's the shoulder going an update for the fans yeah no it's uh it was this past week was straight after saturday sunday was uh wasn't fun at all i struggled to sleep uh with that so got a obviously a nice little hit from uh from the big fella harry froling which was all legal um and uh, yeah, just yeah, suffered a little bit of pain throughout, but I'll be fine. Um, I mean, obviously, with uh, my only last few few games remaining now, it'll just be if if anything, just pain tolerance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all good. Um, it's obviously strengthened. I was I was definitely a bit worried um, come Saturday, thinking had I sustained some sort of uh, damage after that, but no structural damage, no breaks, no fractures, um, which is nice. Great. And Bryce, how's how's your body heading into the playoffs? How's your freshness? How's the hand? How's how's everything feeling? Uh, right now, uh, my body's taking full advantage of this little break that <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, good uh, idea. It needs every every bit of these days. But um, like Greg said, you know, playoff time. I think uh, nobody's really a hundred percent. So at this point, it just becomes a mind thing. We're all going to be hurt, but as long as you can. You know, weather the storm and get through those little nicks and knacks. Um, I think it will all be fine. Great to hear. <coughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll go to our crystal ball predictions mm. before we get out of here. Last week, 
Um, I want a bit of a roll, actually. I know I said Brisbane would sneak into the playoffs at Adelaide's expense, and they did jump over them. Greg, you were super close. close. You called for two double-doubles <coughs> across the course of the weekend. Nick K got you one in the yeah, first game, and then the you Nick. were the man who almost got it over the line in the second game. You got there in rebounds, oh. just fell short in points. Who would have thought? <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, almost got, got your own season prediction. high in points. I yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think you guys will probably look to, to your own playoff series. I'll look to the other playoff series. I'll predict that Melbourne will sweep Sydney. There you go. Um, I think they'll take care of business in the first game at home, and then I think they might just enjoy that matchup against the Kings. I think it'll be a really hard-fought series, but I think they might just go through with a clean sweep. What uh, what do you got for us, Greg? Yeah, look, I'm going to... Um like the trend here and I, I reckon we'll we'll limit Brisbane uh, to underneath 80 points both encounters so okay. obviously I'm hoping we're going to go 2-0 but yep. yeah just that well, defensive can, pressure yeah if you can do that it'll go a long yeah, way to 2-0 Bryce have you got a prediction for the, the playoffs ahead something about Greg anything you can <laughs> see in the horizon I have an either or so okay. Greg is either going to get his first four point play <laughs> nice or he's going well, to get his first dunk wow what, One of those two is going to happen. put the pressure on, Bryce? I, I, I believe yeah. in you. It's half the battle. <laughs> which, which one would you say is more likely, Bryce? Ah, man, this guy's an athlete, so... <laughs> Thank uh, you. Is this, uh, I've been telling some people, mate. I've got sneaky bounce. They're sleeping on you, Yeah, man. I know. You uh, don't get offensive rebounds with short arms if you don't have hops. That's what I keep trying to tell them, man. They don't want to listen to me, though. <laughs> no, I know. All right, well, we'll keep an eye out for that uh, four-point play or dunk. Hey, Bryce, thanks heaps for coming in. Really appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck for the playoff push. Hope you guys are able to get it done. Uh, same here. Thanks for having me. And, Greg, as always, it's been a pleasure, mate. Appreciate as, it. And uh, yeah, just well, like Bryce, best of luck. Thank you, mate. We'll lock in Bryce for, uh, for the remaining of the season, so <laughs> yeah. he'll love that. Yeah, we'll try and fire love a few it. more of those questions. Um, and to our listeners, thanks heaps for coming by, and we'll uh, chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.